Welcome to Your Safe Space, the podcast. I'm your host, Adele Marie, and this podcast is here for you. It is a safe space for us to catch up each week and to discuss absolutely anything and everything. And today, guys, we are discussing how to know it's time for a career change or a job change. And I just want to say thank you so much for coming back and joining me. I uh, put up a poll on, I think it was on Tuesday, Monday or Tuesday this week on the Your Safe Space pod Instagram. And I gave you guys some options for the episode. And I just thought, given that I recently did make a pretty big career change, I would put this in there as an option and you guys voted for it. So so that's what we're doing today. Um, We also have a little bit of a different format happening, which I will go through in a second. But I want to know, how has your week been? What's a highlight from your week? What's a um, not so good thing that happened this week? I like to reflect on on everything and then obviously um, try to take whatever lesson, you know, I could have learned from this week to the next one. Uh, But it's also the start of a new month. And I'm very excited about that because it's the first day of spring here in Australia, which um, I'm recording this on Thursday. It's today Thursday. Yes. It's the 1st of September. Winter is done. Now, winter is not really done because it's still, I think, like 13 degrees outside and it's pretty cold. And I'm dressed in my matching purple tracksuit set because it's very warm. But we are at the start of spring, which makes me so excited. And yeah, I'm feeling very refreshed and ready to go, I guess, this week. Um, Also, it's my first week working for myself. So there's been a lot of changes for me. And I am so excited to actually be recording this closer to the time that it goes live because last week's episode was pre-recorded. And I feel a little bit rushed because I haven't recorded one like a podcast episode in two weeks. We're going to jump into today's episode and I'm going to go through the new format of the show. So we are going to talk about some of the signs that I had when I realized that it was time for my job change and I'll go through some additional signs that you may have as well and then I will be going through three of your questions. So guys, I asked you to submit questions this week on the topic and you requested that we have a question segment at the end of the episode and so that's what we're going to do. So the questions are related to the topic and the questions will cover off how to pick a career, a job, a pathway. I'm actually going to give you like a practical activity that you can do to kind of try and figure it out. And then I'm going to answer how to know if the new career or job is the right one. And then I'm going to answer how to resign without the guilt because that question came up so many times and I was like, wow, I even felt guilty myself when I resigned. And so if I can provide a little bit of guidance there and unpack that, then why not? Right. (laughs) All right. So let's jump straight in, guys. We are going to go through some of the signs that may come up if you need a career or a job change. Now, before we get into it, guys, I want to say if you feel any of these, uh, please don't panic because I think that some of these are fine to feel, uh, you know, in isolation or very like sporadically, Um, what would be like a warning sign or maybe like a telltale sign is that if you're feeling a lot of these things a lot of the time, right? Because some of these things are very normal things to feel anyway. And I also want to just preface the whole conversation by saying I'm not telling you to quit your job. Um, As I said, some of these things are very normal, very common. I just thought given that I'm like in the thick of going through it or like I have recently gone through it, it would be a good time for me to like tap into my own experience and share that with you. So the first sign that I will um, go through is that you may be feeling checked out at work or even disconnected from your job. Now, uh, as I said, it is very normal to sometimes not feel passionate about your job. I think it's incredibly 
unrealistic to think that you have to be passionate, excited 24-7 about your job. Um, But I would say that like if you are struggling to remember the last time you felt engaged or excited about work, that could definitely be a sign. And I will say that for me, that was definitely one of the telltale signs that I had started to feel very disconnected and very checked out from what I was doing. And don't get me wrong, I was still doing my job, but I just didn't really quite feel that connection anymore. And I was someone that was quite, I guess, enthusiastic or excited about what I was doing. And then I kind of felt that dwindle away essentially. The next sign is that your body is telling you um, and this is about physical symptoms right and it's about what happens when your job starts impacting your life. Now work can be challenging again that's very normal it's normal to have a challenging job. I had a very challenging job it was a mentally challenging job but it shouldn't be impacting your mood and it shouldn't be impacting your physical body. So What I mean by that is keep an eye out if you are struggling with like constant headaches, constant migraines, tension in like your neck, your body. Uh, I actually had a full blown like rash (laughs) breakout on my body. Um, I did talk about this in my recent YouTube video, which if you do want a little bit more detail about my specific why, there is a recent YouTube video that you can go watch. Um, This is kind of just going to be like generic for everyone, I guess, but I actually had a full rash, like first it started on my face. I had a little bit of dermatitis around like my mouth and then around my eyes. And then I got a steroid cream from the doctor and I thought it was like the temperature. I thought it was because we were in winter. I thought it was maybe because I had been spending too much time in front of the heater. Mind you, I had never had anything like this before. And then it spread to my whole entire body. Like I had it on um, like my arms, my legs, like on my torso. And so I went back to the doctor and she was asking me, what have you changed? Like, are you washing your clothes with different stuff? Have you changed body washes? And I was like, no, like everything's staying the same. Um, and she goes, well, it may very well be stress. And at that, at that time I was incredibly stressed, probably I'm going to say in like the two months before I actually resigned from my job. So your body will tell you if, um, what's going on is not right. And I think sometimes I, I too sometimes struggle to listen to that when that happens. Um, and so just keep an eye out on that. Sign number three is you dread going to work. <laughs> now, again, it is so fine to feel this occasionally, but I'm talking about struggling to get out of bed, struggling to get ready for the day. Um, that Sunday night, you know, sadness, that Sunday night sadness that, that I think is very common. Uh, I definitely have felt it in a couple of my jobs, but I will say like, if you are struggling to do that every single day and that dread is, you know, taking over, um, then that's probably a pretty clear sign too. Sign number four is you start to feel bored. And again, it's not bad if you feel bored at work here and there, but I'm talking about, you know, not feeling challenged anymore. Um, you might even have feelings of like feeling like you've grown out of the role or maybe, you feel like you don't have anything else to kind of contribute or maybe you even feel like you've stopped learning. Um, And I will also say that like I've spoken about this again on a different YouTube video, but I have a lot of thoughts about like climbing the corporate ladder. Um, And I think it's so fine to have a job that um, just, just is a job. Like I don't think that you need to, again, be constantly learning, constantly growing, constantly like climbing the ladder. Um, It's fine to be in a comfort zone. But what I'm trying to get at is if it feels like a rut, like if you feel like you're in a rut and 
that feeling of boredom is like like constant, again, that's probably a sign to look out for. The next one is your self-esteem being impacted. And this is more about working in a negative environment. And I would say that, you know, most of us, if we're working full time, we're spending 40 hours a week at work, right? And so I would say that you want to make sure that you're working in an environment that supports you and one that doesn't leave you you know, doubting yourself, struggling with your confidence, Um, you know, maybe your suggestions aren't taken on board, maybe you're overlooked for, you know, promotions, or maybe there there is no opportunity for growth. Uh, I think, you know, as I said, there are many jobs out there. And if you are working in a negative environment, that is something that, you know, you don't have to tolerate and don't have to stay around in. Okay. And then I'm going to go to number six. So sign number six is that you may envy other people's jobs or workplace success. Now I am going to do a podcast episode on comparison soon, but this is not a bad thing, guys. Sometimes we look at others and we may think, especially in like the workplace, oh, like I wish I had that position or I wish I had that role um, or they look so happy. And all that is is an inkling telling you that you are after one, something similar, or two, after change, or three, after something more fulfilling. So I always try to take stock if I'm feeling envy, and I always try and think, what is that trying to tell me about myself? (laughs) And um, that could very well be a sign too. And then sign number seven, you are daydreaming about another job or like a different lifestyle, or maybe you are checking out Seek or LinkedIn opportunities while you're working or procrastinating or, you know, you've got some spare time outside of work. Now, I definitely felt this quite heavily <laughs> because I had gotten to a point where I had filled all of my outside work hours with content or um other, I guess, my, my side hustle type of things that I was working on. And while I was at work, I was like, oh, I like I wish that I could be doing that instead or I was feeling like like what I was doing at work was like wasting my time because I could have been doing you know that that what I was dreaming of doing and so I definitely felt that quite heavily and then sign number eight is you are listening to this podcast episode (laughs) if you clicked on this podcast episode and I get some of you will listen to all the podcast episodes that I post but if you searched on Spotify or on Apple you know the title of this podcast, how to know it's time for a career change or a job change, you know, maybe that's a sign guys. And I'm going to say sign number nine, the last one that I'm going to leave it on. Oh, I should have done 10. Hey, cause that's not very, I don't know, aesthetically pleasing of me. But number nine is sometimes you don't need a reason at all. Sometimes not liking your job anymore, or sometimes just wanting a change is also enough as well. Okay, and I thought I would put that in there because sometimes you don't you don't need a reason, but sometimes you know there are lots of signs, and sometimes we can go through life and not be aware of the signs. And there have been definitely times in my career where I have been in positions and not noticed some of these these signs, and then you know been offered another job and taken it and not realized until now. Hindsight is a beautiful thing, but I was feeling some of these things and maybe was ready for a change anyway. And so I just wanted to put that out there. There are, I'm sure there are more reasons out there or more signs out there that you might need a career change or a job change, but I want you to, yeah, check in with yourself and 
see how how that lands. Now, guys, we are jumping in to the question segment and I'm very excited. We're going to go through three questions. And the first question we are starting with is how to pick the right career for you or how to pick a career or how to pick a job. Now, whenever you submit a question to the Your Safe Space podcast, please know it will always remain anonymous. I will never reveal your identity. Your questions will be kept safe with me and I will never, ever, ever break your trust. And I hope you know that it's always kept quite safe and secure with me. So what I'm going to do for this question, guys, is actually give you a practical activity. And this activity was given to me by a mentor that I had when I was about 23 24, I think, um, at one of my jobs. And what he got me to do was make a few lists, right? And so in a journal or maybe even on your notes app, I don't mind where you do it, do it wherever that you do it, wherever you want to do it, right? But what you're going to do is make a list of the things that you value in a job, right? Or maybe it's the things that you value in a company, or maybe it's the things that you value in the role. So this is what basically drives your behavior and how you act in the workplace, right? And so I'm going to give you some examples of what I I value in a company. And so for me, one of the things that I'm strongly driven by is autonomy. And my most recent job had that. Uh, I also really value work-life balance. I value that quite a bit. I value uh, innovation, in the workplace, I value growth, so career growth, and I also value financial stability. So there are many different things that you might value in a, in a role. I want you to make a list of all those things, right? And then beside that list, we're going to make another list. And we're going to make a list of all the things that you are good at or naturally naturally talented at in the workplace. So I'm talking about like your soft skills, right? And so these might be things like I don't know, time management, maybe it's organization, maybe it's communication, maybe it's how you, um, you know, verbally communicate or um, communicate uh, or or when you're writing, Um, self-awareness, teamwork, leadership, Uh, it could be, there could be many soft skills that you possess. I want you to make a list of all those things. If you are struggling (laughs) to think of soft skills for yourself, you can also Google what are examples of soft skills and then see what comes up and pick from that list, okay? And then we're going to make another list. There are a few lists for this pro- this process, right? And so the third list is making a list of all the technical skills that you have. So this is about processes. This is about like technology. Um, maybe it's apps. Maybe it's systems. Maybe it's software. So for me, in my most recent role, it was a sales-based role. Oh, for some of you um, who aren't aware or across it, I was a business development manager. More recently, I had stepped into like a sales manager role. Um, And then my job before that was also a sales manager role. So I've always had some, I've always had a sales-based business development role. But in that role, we would use things like CRM. We would use like feasibility calculators, which are basically like Excel spreadsheets. Um, We would use, what else did we use? I'm going to say that's it. So um, there were other like systems and stuff that we used, you know, to help us find leads and all that jazz. But I would say that like, I'm pretty, pretty good at Excel. I would also say I'm really good at using a CRM. And so there would be some of the technical skills that I had. Um, And again, all these technical skills are going to be specific to what you have already currently done um, or what you are already currently good at. So write those down as well. And then... (laughs) There's another list, guys. The fourth list is making a list of all the non-negotiables that you want in a job or in a, in a, in a role or in a career, right? So do you want something that is flexible? Do you want something that has work from home? Do you want to work in a certain location? 
are certain, you know, benefits important to you? So again, in my recent role, I had a company car. Uh, most sales roles do have company cars. And I would say that if I was to choose to stay in a sales role that required a lot of like driving around, visiting clients and whatnot, a company car would be important to me. But a company car might not be important to you and that's okay as well. Again, the benefits that we want in a job are going to be different between all of us, okay? What's important is that we're just writing it down. Some other non-negotiables, do you need a certain income? If you, let's say that you need a certain income to come in every every week or every month or every fortnight, maybe doing something freelance is not for you. So again, there's no right or wrong on this list. Nothing that you write down on these lists is wrong. It's just we need to identify what is good for you. Um, maybe a non-negotiable for you is career progression. Maybe you need flex working hours. Maybe you need to do like school pickup, school drop-off. Maybe that's important to you. So write that down as well. Um, and then are there industries or jobs that you know you won't do? or that you don't want to do, write those down as well. It's really important to get clear on that. And the reason that I want you to do this process is because it is better to get clear on it before you start searching for jobs and before you start searching in industries, um, because when you know what you are looking for, it is easier to find it. When you identify what you want, it is so much easier to find it. And I think up until I got told to do this activity, I had really just gone into like random jobs that I had just applied for, like very entry-level jobs without actually assessing like who I was, what I liked, what I was good at, what I knew. And when I did this activity, it then led me into a pathway that was really tailored to me because I went into a job that I did ended up doing really well because it ticked all these, like an element of all these different lists. And so once you've got all those lists done, we're making one last list. Now we are making a list of the potential jobs and industries that you want to explore. Now, if you don't know about a job or an industry, again, you can Google, there's so many industries out there. You can always research any, any industry that you're interested in and learn about it down the track. I will also say you can take a look at the people in your life people that you work with at the moment or people that you know, your friends, maybe it's your family. Um, What jobs do they do? Do you find any of those interesting? Could you ask them about it? Uh, You could also definitely lean on your network. This is, I mean, obviously this is dependent if you are, I guess, active on LinkedIn or already in the corporate space. And I would say most people would be happy to have like a networking conversation with you or even just like giving you that guidance. I have messaged some, um, I'm going to say like, uh, senior professionals that I've worked with before and like either ask them for advice or ask them for guidance, kind of like a mentor and they have always been happy to help me. So I'd say lean on your network. And then I also want you to make another list um, of the things that you enjoy doing. So this is different to like the soft skills, the technical skills. This is like the stuff that you like, right? Now for me, I love talking if you haven't noticed. (laughs) I could literally talk underwater and I think I have been like, like that ever since I was a child. My parents have always struggled to shut me up and I love, love, love talking. And so naturally, I, I ended up in a sales role. <laughs> I love talking to people. And so I was like, yep, I can definitely do this. And so what I want you to do is write down what you enjoy and then look for careers that involve that. And I also want you to look at your strengths. And so if you're good at certain things, lean into that as well. And, you know, another example that I could give you, maybe you, maybe you like working with people and maybe you, maybe you even like um, managing a team. For me, 
that's one thing that I have tried to do and I've not enjoyed it. And so I wouldn't probably go for a job like that. But maybe if that's something that you like, you could head into that direction and slowly build your pathway up there. But I would say give that activity a go and see what comes up, see what comes up. And then you could also just like search, um, seek or LinkedIn jobs as well um, and see if any jump out to you. Read the job description, click on them all, see what you like, see what lands, see what doesn't, and then start your search from there. Okay. And so I'm going to jump into question number two, which is how to know that your new career is the right career for you. And I got asked this quite a few times as well. And the answer is that I don't. (laughs) I don't know that it, it is the right one, guys. I don't know that the decision I made is the right one. And that's the thing, I think, We can never be 100% certain that a decision that we make, especially in our career, is going to be the right one. And that's because we can't predict the future, right? It is very, very normal to, um, I guess, feel scared when you're making a decision like this. It's very normal to second guess yourself, um, to even feel uncomfortable. (laughs) I think I felt all of those things. But at the same time, I also felt peace, And I also had like this overwhelming feeling that it was the right one for me. And I'm going to say that I think that was my intuition. But again, I still don't know for certain, right? Um, And I did weigh up the pros and the cons and I was confident in the decision. But again, I still don't know that it was the right one. And I did talk about this on my YouTube. There were two choices that I had. I could have made the choice to stay and take on the, you know, um, promotion that I got offered and dive into that. Or I could have taken the chance or made the decision to take a leap of faith, dive in to do my own side hustle, make that full time. And both decisions, like don't get me wrong, guys, both decisions could be right. (laughs) And that's the thing. Like I think we need to take away this whole right and wrong move because both decisions, I could have made either decision and defended either decision and both of them could have gone really well. And I think the decision that you make or the decision that you choose to defend and the decision that you choose to go with – could could always be essentially the right one, you know? And so what I would say, if you are worried about having the like the wrong choice or if you are struggling with making a change because you're not sure if it's like the right or wrong thing to do, I'm gonna say it's I'm gonna say it's not that well, I wanna say it's not that serious because at the end of the day you could also make a choice to go back if you wanted to go back. And I said that as well on my YouTube video. It's like, well, yeah, I'm giving this a go, but who knows? I might not like it and I might get six six months down the track, 12 months down the track, and I might actually see that, hey, I don't think this is the right thing for me. Maybe I do want to go back to doing something in sales or maybe I want to do something in account management or maybe I want to do something else. Who knows? There are many different things out there and the choice is always ours at any given moment. And we are always the one that are steering the ship. And at any moment, we can choose to make a choice. We can choose to stay where we are. We can choose to not make a choice, but um, we can also change that at any given moment as well. So for me, when I think, did I make the right choice? I don't know, but I'm at peace with it because I'm going to lean in. I'm going to give it my best. And if it doesn't go bad, there's always a plan B, a plan C, a plan D. And that is something that's that's not a thought that I've always had, but that is something that I have grown to kind of sit with. And then we're going to jump into question number three, which is how do you quit a job without the guilt and how to deal with the guilt over leaving your job? 
Now, guys, I want you to know that leaving a job for whatever reason, it could have been for any of the reasons I mentioned earlier, but whatever reason it is, it is a personal decision for you, right? And your employment between you and your employer is a business agreement. And it is always okay to make personal decisions to advance your career, your life, or whatever it is you're wanting to change. So I really want you to think about how we view leaving a job. And I think this might even be a generational thing. Um, I was speaking about this to, who was I talking about it to? I can't remember who I was talking about it to, but I said it, it is a very generational thing. I think for the generation above mine, so my parents' generation and even my grandparents' generation, um, my grandparents uh, migrated to Australia when they were quite young. They were either in their teens or early 20s. And then they came to Australia with nothing and they built a life here. They worked really hard. They had like the Australian dream, you know, get your property, own your property, um, you know, provide whatever you can for your kids. And those kids are then my, my mum and dad. And so I think that generation of my parents saw how hard their parents worked and there was there was like this, I don't know what, it, what you want to call it, but it's almost like the dream was like that job security. And I think that generation of people really, really, you would see it. They, they stay in jobs for a really long time. Like I'm talking 20, 30 years, the same job. And that's not a bad thing either. I think it is a generational thing. And there's almost like this sense of you don't leave a job because it's like you you should be grateful to have that job and, and that's what you should be happy with. But I would say that like my generation, the generation after me, there is a different, and I think it has to do with technology because technology exists now that didn't exist 20, 30, 40 years ago and the world has changed now. And even, I'm going to say, even from when I was finishing high school, like we had this career day. I think it was in year 12, they had like this career open day and they had all these people there from different walks of life showing you what types of careers you could do in year 12. Or I think it was maybe in year 10, I can't remember exactly. But um, there was no one there telling you, you know, that you could do um, the jobs that are available now. There are so many new jobs now created because of the technology that we have in the world that we live in. And so I think changing jobs and how we view changing jobs has changed so significantly. And I would say for like my parents' generation, that changing of a job did carry with it a lot of guilt. And maybe that's why we feel the guilt now. But um, I think we sh- what we should do is change how we're viewing how we're why we're quitting the job and change it because it's like it's an it's an ultimate act of self-care regardless of the reason that we're leaving we're making a decision for ourselves and then the other thing I want to talk about is that if you want to leave your job and you let guilt drive you into not doing that and keeping you there what that does is something very damaging to yourself because essentially what you are telling yourself is that what I want doesn't matter (laughs) You're sacrificing what you really want to keep everyone else around you happy. And don't get me wrong, that may work short term. I Take it from me, I've, I've done this before. It may work short term, but long enough, soon enough, sorry, resentment will start to build and that resentment will come out. <laughs> and the resentment will build to the workplace. The resentment will build to yourself, which is probably the most damaging part. And you then just essentially may make your life harder as well. And so on this, some of the steps I took, I guess, to mitigate the guilt and 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 kind of 
not have me feeling it. And don't get me wrong, I always say it's better to feel your emotions. So I felt the guilt and I was like, do I need to hold on to this guilt? Is this mine to hold? No, we can let it go. But some of the things I did just to make sure that I left on a good note is I made my decision before I resigned. Like I was very confident in my decision like no one could have turned my decision around. I knew that I was resigning. There was no, um, let's offer her more money. Let's try and keep her here. I knew that my decision was made before I raised it with my manager. And just knowing in your heart that your decision is final will give you more confidence when you discuss it. I also wrote down all the reasons that I was leaving and I wrote out my resignation letter. Now, I literally just got off Google a template and I wrote my own resignation letter and I also had some of my reasons and then I booked in a meeting with my boss. And that's the other thing. You you also want to make sure that you either do it face-to-face or you do it on um, like a team or Zoom meeting and book in a meeting and go through the reasons and explain, articulate why you're wanting to leave. And then after you have that meeting, send off your resignation letter and just say, you know, as per our discussion, um, I am going to be, you know, leaving this role. And you can find any templates on Google. There's heaps out there. And then what I would say is making sure you're giving your employer enough notice. I think my notice period was two weeks and I actually tried to give them four and then they wanted me to work five and I said fine (laughs) I'm happy to do that and um, on my way out I made sure that I supported the business I supported the team as much as I could and I would say that during that period it is easier to like check out and like not care and you know not really stay focused but um, if you continue to focus on the good focus on the benefits of the career change that it's going to give you and keep that spirit up on your way out it will be smoother for you and it'll be smoother for the business and I and I always say and I have said this from literally the very start of my career in in the corporate world it's like how you leave a company you could have worked at a company for like five years and how you leave a company is the way that they will remember you because that's like the last I guess interaction that they may have with you and so I always want to make sure that I leave you know with my head held high doing the very best that I can on my way out and I would say that this most recent job that I resigned on it was such a beautiful last week for me like I honestly had the best week um, and it was just yeah it was really nice it was a really nice ending to that chapter. And so I would say that that is how you kind of can go about mitigating the guilt. And the other thing I want to say, this is not related to the questions answered, but if you are feeling like you have an urge to change, I would also recommend maybe looking at unpacking whether it is like a change of industry that you need, or is it just a change of job? Or is it just a change of team? Because you could also really like the company that you work for, but maybe you just want to move departments. Or maybe you want to move to a different team. Um, you you are able to do that as well. And I think explore that option if you're not wanting to, you know, make a whole last career change, right? And so I just wanted to add that in there because I know that I've given you guys a lot of information today. But again, it is something that I think is super common. And hopefully you find these tips practical and helpful. We will wrap, I think, the episode up there, guys. But what I want to say is thank you so much for your support this week. <laughs> I was a little bit nervous to share this life update with you guys, but um, the response has been so beautiful and I'm overwhelmed with gratitude as always. And I want to say thank you so much if you submitted a question because that you know, helps me make content better for you. And the questions will continue each episode now, which is very exciting. And 
guess what else is happening, guys? The Facebook community is coming as well. So very soon that will be announced. I also want to say we have an email for the podcast, which is four questions and it is your safe space pod at outlook.com. So that's where you can email any questions you have. Uh, I will always pick questions related to the topic. So just keep that in mind. And I'm going to say every Tuesday, Monday, Tuesday, we'll probably put a vote up on the story for the your safe space, safe space pod Instagram. So come and chuck us a follow there. And um, I will put a question box, but I'm just so mindful that the question box doesn't have enough characters. <laughs> And it's so annoying, Instagram, like, let us write an essay if we want to write an essay. But doing it in the question box or having an email is just easier for me to manage so that I don't miss anything that you guys send through. And so, as I said, there'll be that um, email address, which I'll put on the story as well. And that way, if you can't fit it in the question box, you can send an email there. But guys, thank you so much for joining me this week. If you like this episode, please leave me a review or a rating. Tell your friends about it. Share it on your story. Uh, One thing I am learning is podcasts do not have an algorithm. So, Um, you know how when like you post to say Instagram or YouTube or TikTok, there's an algorithm working in the background. Podcasts don't have that. (laughs) So literally any promotion of the podcast helps me and word of mouth is actually the best way to help me. So if you like this podcast, please tell someone that you enjoyed it. And guys, don't forget, we also have a giveaway each week too. So keep an eye out on the Your Safe Space podcast. I will continue to run that giveaway weekly until I physically can't run it anymore. But I love giving back to you guys and it is one way that I can continue to do that. Last week I picked the winner on Friday. I posted her prize off on the Monday. So I'm going to try and keep to that routine and give back to you guys. But yeah, thank you for joining me. I hope you have the best week ahead. Please make sure you do something nice for yourself, some self-care this week. I hope something amazing happens to you and I will see you. Oh no, I won't see you next time. Maybe will I see you? No, <laughs> I was going to say I'll speak to you next time. One day guys, I will eventually start videoing these episodes so you can watch me and you can watch me move my hands around because that's how I talk. It's the Italian and Greek in me waving my hands around like an idiot. But um, guys, I will see you next time. I will speak to you next time. All right. Bye. The Your Safe Space podcast is recorded on Wurundjeri land. This podcast acknowledges the traditional owners and custodians of the land. Always was, always will be Aboriginal land.